Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and thanks for having me back. Today's topic, Snakes on a Plane, Samuel L. Jackson's silly action movie. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Big question for you. Did you see this at the cinema? Uh, I think so, yes. I'm pretty sure I did. My memory's a bit hazy, but I'm pretty sure I did. I rushed. I was on holiday. I'd gone So I was on a plane before watching this movie. Fortunately, I did it in that order. Went to the movies from memory, back to back. I did Nacho Libra and Snakes on a Plane. But this was was the one that I was really looking forward to. Of course, there was hype online for this movie and it just Mm. looked fun and keenan thompson he's in this movie i grew up watching keenan and kel so there's there was a lot of appeal for me to watch this movie and it delivered it is a big good b movie just thinking isn't it on isn't it weird that like you just said it before there was hype online for this movie this movie is that old that it was around when the internet was still sort of starting to really get itself together and and um become what it is now and so like there people were talking about it there was hype and that influenced this movie dramatically like hugely 2006 that's when yeah. this film came out yeah and then people were able to have so much influence on a on a on a, a movie property well just purely by what they were saying online so much so that the studio goes back and does research absolutely Incredible. Yeah, the film gained a considerable amount of attention before its release, forming large fan bases online and becoming an internet phenomenon due to the film's title, casting and premise. In response to the internet fan base, New Line Cinema incorporated feedback from online users into its production and added five days of reshoots. Before and after the film was released, it was parodied and alluded to on TV shows and films, fan-made videos, video games and various forms of literature so this movie had such an influence we're talking about it because wildstorm comics an imprint of dc comics they put out i think it was a two-part adaption of this film so we're talking you know all these references in popular culture it had a comic book yeah this i did not know it much i did not know how to comic book we're comic book fans how did it slip past me and by my radar that this had a comic book adaptation? Wow. Just two issues. Yeah. I I don't have it, but I remember it coming out at the time. And of course, you know, Sam Jackson on the cover. There's a lot to lot to like there. But it's one of those things where it was a big thing when it came out online. I mean, if you're looking at the box office. 62 million on a budget of 33 million. But if you're factoring in all the reshoots, the marketing and everything else, like this is not this is not a win at the box office. But oh it, yeah. Oh yeah. It was an early example of if you're listening to the chatter online, it indicated that this was going to be huge. <laughs> and unfortunately it's going to be a, a turkey. Yeah. It wasn't, but it's a film that we both watched at the cinema and I've always, always enjoyed it. Always. Yeah. I mean, Samuel Jackson is the driving force here. Let's not kid ourselves. He's what makes this movie awesome because, I mean, it's just, it's pretty, 
sort of schlocky and even cheesy with, uh, without him. Like if you didn't have him in this movie, it wouldn't have done anywhere near the success it did because he's so beloved in popular culture. I think he really propelled this movie to through the stratosphere in popularity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're probably not talking about this film today, if not for Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, there's Big time. things working for this movie. Absolutely. But he he is the he's the driving the force. force. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The plot. Sean Jones, a witness, is on a flight to L.A. to testify against a mob boss, Eddie Kim. However, Flynn, the FBI agent accompanying Sean, must save the passengers from a disaster. And that disaster is snakes on a plane. Pretty much. It's start- They're not very convincing looking ones at that. <laughs> at times there are. <laughs> but it starts there, doesn't it? Like, you know, we're talking about having Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. The title, the title, yeah. Snakes on a Plane. On a Plane. Fantastic. It's so self-referencing, it's not even funny. Yes. There are some snakes that were digitally created because the real snakes did not move as much as the filmmakers wanted. But <laughs> 450 snakes were used, including one 22-foot-long Burmese pythons. Wow. Saying that they don't look very realistic. There's real snakes on this plane when they're making the move. Yeah. So there you go. So I think they look realistic, but they did have yeah. to digitally. But I, think it's, I think it's funny, though, that they're just like, the snakes aren't doing what they want them to. It's like, like poking them with a stick, like, come on, move. And they're like, screw it. Let's just use CGI ones. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like, kind of funny. you know, it is, but that is a lot of snakes that they did actually. Oh, yeah. 450 snakes is absolutely the snakes. That's a ton of snakes. The director of this movie, David R. Ellis, his featured actorial credits include this movie and two entries in the Final Destination series. They're fun movies, especially the first two. They are fun movies, and apparently that's due to come back, whether it's streaming or on the big screen. But that's as far as I got when I was looking at his credits. And, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, he needs no introduction, but here he is as Agent Neville Flynn. He's the FBI agent who's assigned to protect Sean on the flight. So much fun having him in this movie. It can do the action, but it can also do the quips, and that is needed. At around 1 hour 26 minutes, that's when it happens. That's when you get the line, I have had it. With these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. It was voted as the 55 of 100 greatest movie lines of all time by Premier Magazine in 2007. That that, that line alone is just like, it's so great. And I think everyone must have cheered in the cinema when that line was delivered. I mean, that's it. And then when we're talking reshoots... That's obviously one of them. They went back and inserted that into the movie. But it's yeah. that line. It's the casting of Samuel L. Jackson, and it's the title of the movie. They're the three big things going for this movie. Big time. And I think he's the that word is so synonymous with him. He says it in just about every movie. It's what people know him for. So I think that was why they had to go back and redo that scene, just so he could say it and just drop it. Yeah. And then the other, you know, supporting actors in here or you know i've mentioned the character sean jones a few times nathan phillips so he's Mm. a surfer dirt bike racer he witnesses the brutal murder 
other characters, you know, you've got a rapper, you've got his entourage, one of them. Yeah, that's right. By Keenan Thompson. And it's that thing that just seems that trope where mm. a character that is good at a particular video game, so therefore he can do that thing in real life. He can fly a plane, yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. He, he can do it in a video game. Really, because so, he's, he's so great at the video game. It doesn't need any qualifications. Skills. No qualifications. Transferable skills. That's um, that's what's going on there. In fact, you know, there's that movie at the moment, the Gran Turismo movie, based on a true story, that there is a race car driver who, mm-hmm. from playing Gran Turismo, the video game, became a real driver. So I heard about that. I actually did see a, a trailer for that or some shorts for that. So it has happened. So I don't know what came first, that story or this movie, but it <laughs> In any case, what the, what what the message is here, folks, is that if you're good at something, uh, you know, be it a computer game, you can then translate that success to real life. No need for qualifications. Absolutely, that's the message to take away from this movie. Yep. I didn't realize until this recent rewatch, Lynn Shay as Grace, the senior flight attendant. I know her now. Like she's done heaps of you know horror movies over the years, mm. but she's integral to the Insidious franchise. She plays elites mm-hmm. in those movies. Really like okay. those films, especially the first two. I said right that about Final Destination as well. But the first two Insidious films are great. And Lin Shay is very prominent in those movies. But I didn't realize, yeah, she was in this as... Like a character actor. Grace. Yeah. David Kochner. For me, he'll always ah, be yes. in Anchorman. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's... Yes, he was champ. Think of for him. He's... Um, He's Rick, Captain McKeon's co-pilot. So there we go. On the ground, we've got Bobby Carnival, who is a fantastic actor. Whenever he turns up in anything, whether it's film, TV, he is fantastic. In this, he's playing Special Agent Henry Harris, Flynn's colleague. Oh, he's good. Is that um, uh, Bobby Carnival? That's him, yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. He's... I saw him in, I think it was Boardwalk Empire, and he's in another another film too, or TV series too, about the music industry. The name of it just escapes me now, but I did see a few episodes of that. Yeah, he's that brilliant. rings a bell. He's a great actor. Keeping it comic books, he's also in Ant-Man. There you go. Oh, there you go. He's in the Ant-Man films. But yeah, he's um, he's fantastic uh, in he's everything. Good. Yes. Yeah, he so he's do both, good. like. He can he can play a, a good leading. Uh, he can play a, a brilliant, menacing bad guy, an amazing, menacing villain, as he does in Boardwalk Empire. But he can also do the good guy, the supporting role, really well. So he's very versatile as an actor. Absolutely, and also Taylor Kitsch is in this as Kyle, a young man who boards the plane with his girlfriend. Taylor Kitsch would go on to be Young Gambit in X Men Origins Wolverine, and also the yep. Disney movie John Carter as the title character. That's, it. That's yep, fantastic. That's it. Film. That unfortunately <laughs> didn't do well at the box office either. Honestly, John Carter is such a good movie, but it was a box office failure. Very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, really do like that film. Mm. So if we're looking at the body count, there's a yeah. lot of deaths in this movie. Oh, yeah. 31, approximately. 31 deaths on screen, plus 29 snakes, one dog, and one cat. <laughs> so and two and when two motherfuckers. Yes. Some to comedic effect. But even the even the comedy deaths, awful. Mm. I've got a fear of snakes. And being in a confined space, awful. Like 
I don't think I've ever been able to watch this movie and not look away at least once. Like it's pretty yeah, yeah. it's pretty brutal. Some of the deaths they are just like really crazy, especially that big boa constrictor. How it just can like, it just basically swallows one oh, guy. Oh, mate. You, you know what? Brutal. You, you're taking me back there. <laughs> I'm feeling like I feel when I'm watching the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. That you shudder like oh. yeah. spine tingling stuff. The composer of this movie, Trevor Rabin, he's got form with planes. As well as scoring this movie, he also scored Conair. Love oh, that Con movie. Air, nice. Conair. Brilliant. My favorite Nicolas Cage movie. And the score. But that film is a good soundtrack. That is a good one. And the same can be said here. Like, there's so many good signature themes in this, but as well as Conair, he's done Armageddon, Enemy of the State, Deep Blue Sea, Gone in 60 Seconds. Honestly, the list, the list just goes on and on. Nick Cage mm. Connection, he also did National Treasure. But again, it is a very, very long list when you're looking through his back catalogue. Wow. The single Snakes on a Plane, Bring It by Cobra Starship peaked at the 32nd position of Billboard's Hot Modern Rock Tracks in 2000. Wow. I've I got to be honest. Actually... Yeah. I used to listen to this soundtrack. It is, it's a lot of fun. And that song in particular, like again, it was on the back of the internet craze. Like they went all in with the marketing. It and did. there's so many like fun songs. Is that the song? Is that the song that plays at the end as the end credits roll? I believe it is. Yeah, it it yeah. is a good one. And I just mm. listen to the Cobra Starship track a lot. It's just mm. so much, so much fun. And it's uh, over the top, just like the movie. Absolutely, it tonally it fits. It really does fit. You know, the dialogue, the the deaths, the songs, all of it. Like this. Mm. <laughs> I oh man, I think we should do it. I think we should rate it. If you're going to rate this film out of five, I'm coming in to recommend. I'm coming in at a motherfucking three out of motherfucking five. <laughs> um, because we've got free range to say that word in this podcast. You know, having having doing having done this topic, but yeah, um, yeah, three three out of five for me. It's uh, it's a fun watch and it's a recommend. It's it's a good time. It's it's crazy silly fun like it's just un completely unrealistic but that you, you buy into it just because it's just because of the, the ludicrousness of it and the absurdity of it and just because it's it's like samuel jackson being proto nick fury being nick fury before he was nick fury but only on a plane and having to deal with snakes with a gun and a yeah. torch in his mouth <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sh shooting snakes midair shooting snakes <laughs> In the air, and, and, and yeah. other weird, unrealistic stuff like tanking out the window, and no one gets sucked out at all, and um, how like how that wouldn't <laughs> just the physics of it are off and stuff like that, and then using a rubber boat to seal the the staircase in so the snakes can't get up to them, just weird <laughs> shit like that, <laughs> just like like physics. What's that? Let's just roll with whatever we've got. Sure, yeah, yeah no, it's a lot of fun. It's and great. that's the it's a, it's a recommend three out of and five. that's the that's the charm of this movie. Like, and and I guess you know just what's it called? Snakes on a plane. That's I mean. it. Like, you know, but that's the thing. It's like, okay. So I think the the title of the movie it tells you exactly the type of movie that it's going to be, and yeah, yeah. It, it's ludicrous. But you know, like what you were saying there about you know there being snakes on a plane. When doing prep for this, if you just type into Google "snakes on a plane," 
you get loads of legit news stories of incidences where there have been snakes on a plane. Not to the extent of this movie, but it's a real life thing. So you need to be very specific and put the year of the Mm. the movie stories or articles or whatever. It's one of those things where you could like literally dream up anything and do a court something on a something or something in a something. Like, and it would be so self-explanatory. It would just work like bears in a boat or something like that. And it would just work. I mean, this movie is exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. There are snakes on a plane. And they're on a plane. <laughs> there is no, you cannot confuse yeah. this. Even that the poster for this movie is cool, where it's a plane with a snake wrapped around the plane. It's just, oh, I like this movie so much, but I am not going to be ridiculous with my rating. Like, it is what it is, and I can enjoy it for what it is. But I'm going to come in a bit higher than you. I, I'm going to come in at a four. Just okay. because of. I've been able to get so much mileage out of this movie. I have watched mm. probably more than once. And again, like sometimes I'm looking through, I'm watching through my fingers or I'm looking away because snakes do freak me out. And maybe that's adding yeah. to Can't enjoy. say I like them either. It's like sharks. I hate sharks. Like I live in Australia. I live close to the ocean. I do not go in the ocean because of Spielberg's jaws. But that mm. fear has me loving that movie. Like it's one of my favorite films, Jaws. That's it, and and that just and that's part of it. Like that's I just get so much out of Jaws, get so much out of Snakes on a Plane, and again, I'm not comparing those two movies because one no. is like a cinematic masterpiece, and another one is this movie, which is so much fun. But I'm going to come in high with a four out of five. It'd be really interesting. That's a fair fair score, actually, and it would be really interesting after the fact to actually Google and find out what the actual the name of the fear of snakes is. You know how like the fear of spiders is arachnophobia. What's the fear of snakes? It would be an interesting to, thing to search. That would be, yeah. If only I'd have known that in advance. You could have said that. You're yeah. looking it up now, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I can see what it is, um, but unfortunately, I don't think I can pronounce it. Do it syllabolically, three letters at a time. I think it is opidiophobia. Okay. Anyway, so there we go. That's interesting. There you go. <laughs> you learn something new every day on this podcast, folks. That's it. I may have not pronounced it correctly, but there is a word for it. Of course, there's a word for everything. Well, that's mm-hmm. it for our episode all about snakes on a plane. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Always a pleasure. Never a motherfucking chore. Oh, all right. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, we wouldn't swear on this podcast, but hey, Sam Jackson did it first. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>